Welcome, beautiful people. You are now joining and listening to Just Glow Podcast. I am your host, Gloria Velez. And my special guest today is the legendary creator, writer, rapper, entrepreneur. He does it all. Uh, the famous people that you hear with these hit songs, he's behind a lot of these songs. John Thank Connor. Thank you. Thank you. That was a beautiful intro. You started it with legendary. I am, I am, I am super, I know, I'm super humbled by that. Thank you Detroit so much. Detroit legendary, baby. Oh, man. Wow. You know, for the, for the whole Michigan. You know, I'm from Flint, Michigan, but Detroit, we right down the street. So, yeah. Oh, okay, for, okay. Yes, for the my whole bad. Michigan. No, it's all, but Flint, Flint people would be on my head if I didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, yes, of course, of course. Yes, yes, indeed. But, man, it is a pleasure. I am humbled. It's an honor and man let's get it popping yes yes i even though i know a lot of your story but a lot of people out there don't so i'm gonna ask you questions that i already know obviously oh good oh good we are friends uh, we're like spiritually friends a lot of people Absolutely. don't understand that when you're spiritually connected to someone let's go in how we met we met a long time ago we were super young in this yes. industry yes and um when i saw you i felt like i had to reach out and touch you and talk to you and kind of let you in my life of what I've experienced and to warn you on certain things. You know, I felt that in my spirit that I had to do that. And you received it so amazingly and yes. understood it and certain things you wasn't aware of that I made you aware of in this industry. And I don't do that very often to a lot of people because I don't trust a lot of people. But with you, your spirit talked to me. And it still does. We have this connection, even if we don't talk for months or whatever. It's like we didn't, like time was never lost between us, you know? Um, and I love that in our friendship. Um, so give me your intake of, you know, our connection, our first, how we met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> like, no, it's funny. It's funny because, no, you hit the nail right on the head. It's like... um. I joke and I say that our spirits probably knew each other in a past life and we reconnected on this one. You know what I'm saying? Because it was really I like agree. that. Like from day one, it was just authentic. It was genuine. And for those that's listening who aren't in the music business, um, you know, it's a lot of, you know, um, people with ulterior motives and, you know, people that portray one thing and they really doing things for, for other reasons and all of that type of stuff. So it's kind of, you got to play the guessing game with who's being real and who's not. Right. And from the first time me and you met each other, it was just 100% genuine. It was real. And yeah, you shared with me so much stuff that at that point, when I'm coming in the game, I'm coming out of, for people that don't know, Flint, Michigan is about this big. So, you, <laughs> right, know, right. you know what I'm saying? So Right. Now, That's why I said Detroit, because, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people from there as well. And, um, yeah, I know you helped a lot there. You talk about them, the water. You you have helped Detroit a lot as well. So well, that's yeah. why they brought me back there, especially when, you know, um, you're doing your, you know, a little documentary about your life and how you mm. give back. And a lot of people don't know that, too. I want you to Well, first, give me how we met and we'll go yeah, into absolutely. all the charities and things, how you give back as well. Absolutely. How amazing your spirit is. Well, absolutely. Where I was going was like Flint is a very little city, you know, so coming from. We still there? Yeah, I hear you. OK, you can hear me. Can you see me? I can't see you, though. What happened? Um, what did somebody, you do? No, somebody just tried to call me. Oh, OK. OK. So you got to reconnect. OK, no, no biggie. So what I got to do? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe um, exit them out. <laughs> 
no, oh, no, I did. Like the phone's not ringing anymore. So do I leave and come back, or what do I gotta do? I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I refresh, maybe. Let I don't me see. know. I'll refresh the page. Hold on. Okay. Oh, he got out. We have to do it all over again. Yeah. Could I add? Oh, hold on. There you okay. go. <laughs> okay, cool. We back. Okay, so I'll pick up where we left off. You ready? Yeah, that's too funny. This is all new, you know. He's no, doing it off a phone. I know, I know. My laptop actually, <laughs> man, it's so crazy, man. My laptop in the shop. I was uh, trying to catch a flight and I dropped it. Like, wow. Uh, yeah, so this would have been way easier if I did it on my laptop. But anyway. It's okay. But yeah, so Flint, Michigan is a little city. So it's like coming into the game. I'm moving out to California. I'm signing Dr. Dre. You know, I'm working with all of these artists and all of that type of stuff. So the world was just seeming so big to me. And you kind of kept me grounded. You know, you was like, yo, all of these things are blessings and whatnot. But it was like you said something very ill. It was um, you kind of saw through me, you know, you yeah. was like, yo, I could tell you got a big heart and I could tell that you a genuine spirit in this industry. Sometimes is not the place for genuine spirits. So yeah. it was like, you know, you kind of being one of the first people to be just that authentic person and to game me up on what was to come is something that I could never, you know, I could never yeah. repay you for. It's priceless, yeah. it's, you know, and I, I hold that near and dear to this day. So yeah. ever since then. It's been whatever glory you need, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you yes, need, I'm yes. there. So it don't matter, you know, to the end of time because what you did was so priceless. And um, and it was, um, you know, people, you don't, you know, when you go out of your way to be a good person when you don't have to, that um, really shows who someone really is and the character of their spirit. So it was like from day one, you know, the character of your spirit was always genuine and helpful and gracious. So that's that's the start. And then from then on, it was on. You was my spiritual partner from then oh, on, man. I agree. I saw I saw the the creator in you, but also um you were so happy to be there. You was you was grateful, but then you know, things that I seen around wasn't right, yeah. you know, and um I, I just felt that I needed to help guide you. Like a lot of people, I wasn't guided in the early ages of my career. You know, um, people walked in my life blessings, but didn't actually, well, they did. I can't lie to you. They did. But I guess I was hard-headed. I didn't really listen. I listened to a certain point. Uh, <laughs> right. But, you know, I felt that if, you know, they gave me, I wanted to give back to you. And I felt you just, you don't meet a lot of good people in this industry that are genuine, that have you know, don't want to step on people walking their way up or, you know, belittle someone. You wasn't that. You had a kind heart. You were just, you were just different. And I saw it in you and I felt it. And my spirit told me, you know, tell this young man, you know, try to guide him and um, yeah, tell him some of your stories that some of them I would never tell. But I told you because um, I felt that bond between even though we didn't know each other that I needed to guide you and tell you, okay, be careful over here. And, you know, be careful with that person. This is what I've been through, you know, yes. and you embraced it well. And you actually kept my secrets, you know, Absolutely. that's in this industry, you know, they so much gossip and so unloyal, no, no loyalty. And I appreciate you too, as a friend, as, you know, confidant, you know, um, 
I think that's special. And I just wanted to express that to the world. Yes. Yo, yo, me and Glow have a love fest right now. So, <laughs> yo, yo, you, you have yo, to give flowers. People don't do, do that with friendships. People, you don't yes. you see people either, you know, not real genuine friendship. This is a genuine friendship. Absolutely. You and you know what's you know? crazy, man, is like, you know, what's ill and what's funny to me about the game sometimes is, is certain people that you would never imagine were friends or you don't even know that they <laughs> yes. knew each other. You know what I'm saying? so something right. like so like a reporter that's like interviewing me would never ask me about Gloria Velez because they probably would never put two and two together that we even knew right. each other you know what I'm saying right. but exactly. I'm so for me this is important for me to give you your your roses too it's a couple special people that really like touched my spirit one of them being Kelly Price who is always gonna be my sister for life because she was like you like you know what I'm saying like she yes. gave me the game and sat me down and said look here boy like you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is what it really is but I think that it's so important that we do this right now just so for the record is known I love Gloria Velez that Aww. is my that is that's my everything that's I love you heart. too you know I love what I'm you saying? too it's yes. like Tupac said about Jada Pinkett man if you ever needed a lung or a kidney or something like <laughs> that <laughs> oh that's that's serious no that's I serious that. i got you because man like Thank i'm saying like sp spiritually man people don't do what you did for me normally in this business people take advantage and manipulate what people don't know you know what i'm saying okay. and it was it's, like a go ahead it's what you can do for me that's yeah it. exactly that's that's you know it. and people use what you don't know against you and like i say you didn't do that and that Honestly, with the younger artists that I work with now, I take what you and Kelly Price or DJ Paul from 3-6 Mafia, certain people that really took me under their wing and taught me the game like when they didn't have to. So it's like now I try to be that. I try to be the DJ Paul or the Gloria Velez or the Kelly Price and young artists life now when I meet them. So that all stems from, you know, people like you. You know, I just try to give that same energy that you gave me as a youngin to other people, man. Yeah, I, I, in our industry, they make us as artists feel like, you know, we need them. Actually, they need us. Absolutely. You know, that you're the product. You're the one that's creating the sound and creating the words and the lyrics. And they're just pushing it out there for money. But they make you feel like you are not the creator. You're not in control. You know, Absolutely. in this industry, um, you know, they make you feel less than, then they make you feel not created anymore, creative, Absolutely. because they make you not like the industry. You know, um, I stopped a lot of things too because of the politics, <laughs> you know, I know you know. Yes. You know, it makes you, you know, you love your craft and everything, but then just do the bullshit. What has any time in your career, have you felt like, oh man, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I, this is this is too much for me. Like, Ooh, did you wait. ever have like a breaking point? I had a couple of those. <laughs> I, had a <laughs> I had a couple of those. That's a that's a cool segue because that go into my Kelly Price story. It was one time when I was in California, and like you said, the politics of everything was just getting overwhelming because man, I'm a dude from Flint. Like I say, and what that means right. when I say that is we're a very blue collar place. We're a very honest place. Like I think people in Flint are, if we like you, we like you. If we don't, we don't. And we're upfront. We're honest about that. So when you get in the game and it's a whole bunch of this person's acting like they like you, but they really don't. This person is putting you in situations. That's so Hollywood. Like, That's yeah, Hollywood. Welcome like, to Hollywood, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like, I wasn't used to all of that. So I can remember just a couple times and you know, I'll never name names because I don't do that. But it's like, um, you know, it was just times where people were doing unnecessary things to 
because they feared whatever position they felt like I had, you know, and they right. felt like by down talking me or lying on me or saying that certain things about me, it was going to make them look better. And so I was going through it. And there were times where I'm talking about and I, and I want all artists to hear this. If you're an artist or if you're in the industry, Please. you're going to have to go to therapy at some point. You are going to, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to have to go to therapy, man. It's real. Like, you're going to have to go to therapy. Oh you're going to need some type of counseling. You're going to have to go. To, you're going to got to, see, look out. Look, that's why Gloria laughing like that, because she she knows. It's probably, Dude. you probably know so many artists that had to sit down in, on that chair and, like, just get it off. But I yes. had those times, and like I say, segue into the Kelly Price thing. I just remember going through it. And um, I remember, and I always big her up for this. Like, I was really, really going through it. And she was like, what they doing to you out there? Like, oh. on some, like, big sister type stuff. So yeah. it was like, uh, next time I was in Atlanta, she like, you know what? I'm going to cook for you. And I, I'll never forget this. Like, what I needed was a sense of family. What I needed a, yes. was a sense of genuine love in that moment. Yes. And she cooked me the biggest dinner ever. Like, I'm talking mm. about it was. I know I, she can cook. Oh, man, it went down. It was oxtail and greens and dressing. It was like it was Thanksgiving. But the most important <laughs> thing, other than just the food, because I smashed, I did, man. I ate some of everything. <laughs> My, my eyes was bigger than my stomach, but um, we kneeled in the living room and she mm -hmm. said one of the one of the strongest, most meaningful prayers over my life that I think anyone ever has. And I think that, yeah, I had those times that I did want to like break down or question was I on the right path. But I Amen. think that I think that God puts angels in your life in certain situations. Like I said, I give you all props for being an angel in my life. I give like I say, like telling that Kelly Price story at a point where I thought of maybe this ain't for me. God put an angel in my life whose energy outweighed all of the negative energy right. that I was fighting against. And if we look hard enough and if we pay attention, God always does that. He always puts an yes. angel in your life to bring you back yes. off the ledge. Yes. No, I totally agree with that. The demons and, you know, um, just jealous people try to detour you off your path. Yes. And then we second guess ourselves knowing that this is we love what we do. And the right people are receiving us. We're just going down the wrong path with this one over yes, here. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. And there's so much heavy energy and so much negativity that it weighs us down. And we stood too long over there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And we signed the wrong shit for a minute and we feel a, like trapped a bird trapped in a cage because I've been there. And, you know, they spoon feed you shit, you know, to mm -hmm. keep you eating and breathing and I control you. And then that, that tears our, our, our spirit, you know, and then that makes a second guess. And then certain people are like, no, you are on the right path. Mm -hmm. They just trying to detour you off your path. That's your gift. They don't have a fucking gift. They Come on you. now. You know what I'm yes, saying? <laughs> yes. That's real. That's, you know what? That makes me want to ask you a question, queen. Okay. Who, okay. If, if you, who, who deserves flowers in your life? Like in those times that you felt okay. like, you know, that it was too much for you. Like, were there those special people? And they don't necessarily have to be celebrities. Because there was definitely yeah. times, you know what I'm saying, where it was just regular people that were angels in my life. Were there, were there, who were those people for you? Well, I got to say, um, our era was different, a little bit different. I think it was more street, um, a lot of Armstronging in our in our industry. Mm -hmm. um, so if you made a lot of money, people try to come in and opportunity you got to pay me, <laughs> you know, type shit. I'm going to go into that on other episodes. Um, so a lot of my angels protected me. I had a lot of street dudes uh, from New York, Detroit, 
um, DC. Um, God, God protected me, make sure I was not touched. Mm. Um, there was a lot of jealousy in the industry. Um, I didn't obey. And a lot of those certain dudes in my life protected me, um, guided me. Uh, they understood. It's a difference, you know, um, the industry hood and real life street hood. You know, because you're a street dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I know. And all about their loyalty is different. They, you can't pay them with money. Fact. They, If they're your family, they down for you, they down for you till death. You know, and I appreciate them because a lot of them did save my life in certain things. I mean, listen, dude, I think I had like 10 lives. <laughs> I should have died a long time ago. I oh, laugh man. now, but different things that I put myself into that I shouldn't have walked through those doors. I was so hard headed. It's like, I'm going to go anyways. I don't care if they threaten mm. me. That was my mentality was young. I go 50 deep. Let's do this. Mm. And they were shooting. There was a bunch of things, but I would have to say my boys behind me that they they protected with my angels. God put a lot. I can never deny God because uh, he sent people in my life that would lay their life on the line for me. Mm. So it's not, I mean, of course, Pac, you know, um, he saved my life as well. And I discussed that and certain people along my path and other stories that I would tell. But I would definitely say that I would give it to a lot of you know, my street family, you know what yes. I'm saying? I'm not mentioning yes. certain names because I'm, I'm married. I'm not into that life or whatever. Maybe I'll have them on if they would come on and say some of our stories. But um, right. yeah, they touched my life because they were like my angels and my bodyguard. This industry is crazy. And it's a lot of jealousy. And like now a lot of people shooting, you know, same thing mm -hmm. back in the day. But um, now it's more exposed than it was back then. Hmm. Absolutely. So, well, big yeah. ups, man. Big ups to all of them. For real. Big ups to all of them. For real. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have, if I didn't have the protection, um, they would have swallowed me up. Like literally. Well, I've been in God. a lot of situations. Yeah. Yeah. God is good. So let me, let's talk about how you first started as a writer. Like, yes. um, I think you're one of the illest, definitely one of the top five writers Thank of you. rappers. Your delivery is incredible. You could rap slow, rap fast, um, Thank you. any topic, concept, rapping. Um, a lot of these new cats can't hold the concept. You can understand what the hell they're saying or nothing <laughs> makes right. sense, you know? We don't have three verses anymore. We have two because music has been dumbed down. People don't want to, they can't gravitate people's attention spans that long because the music is not all right. You know, it's, it's, it's not... It's not heartfelt. If you don't feel it in your, it doesn't make you want to fight or dance or, you know, music makes you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, it's not that. And the music you have written, tell me who you, you know, work with, um, mm -hmm. things they can hear you. And how did you start writing? Like all that for you right there. <laughs> oh man, all good, all good, all good. Um, I started writing, man, when I was like 11 years old and how I started was is funny because I started writing for all the kids in the neighborhood. I loved music oh. and I loved rapping so much that I wanted everybody else in the neighborhood to rap. So it would be, it would be like, yo. That's different. I never heard nobody say that before. Yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. So I would have the kids come over like when I was 11, like, yo, you want to rap? I'll write your rap for you. So I would mm -hmm. write everybody's rap and teach them how to say it. So like my beginnings like as a writer started with writing for other people at the age oh, of 11 wow. so when i got older and i had to write for other people it wasn't really that difficult for that's me that's impressive uh, thank you yeah 11 Incredible. Years old. yeah and i always tell people man i was just as serious at 11 as i am now like i never 
wasn't serious about music. So that's how it all started for me. And I um I just always took it serious. I went hard. Um, I started selling CDs out of my locker in high school, and that's how I started buying equipment. So I mean, I was right. getting I was getting bread too. I was hustling, man. I had my little system right. set up. You know, I had I had friends that went to all of the high schools in the city of Flint. So I would give them maybe like 20 CDs a piece at each high school, selling for 10 bucks a piece. Oh. And that's how I stacked my bread. And $10? Started. That's yeah. really good. Oh, we was I was doing to... mine for $5. Yeah, $10. Tim, glow, glow. You <laughs> were cheating yourself, girl. You could have got them for the 10, man. Well, I also <laughs> was doing like hand towels and beach towels in the same breath. So they would buy like a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? Well, oh, well, you was a real entrepreneur. You had beach towels and music and everything. Well, I commend that for real. That's crazy. <laughs> But yeah. yes, man, like, um, but yes, that's how it all started for me. Just high school grinding. And then, um, man, that went to the underground years where I just kept putting stuff out back in those days on that piff and hot new hip hop and two dope yeah. boys and all of those blog sites back then and much love to them for supporting me. And then ultimately it got the attention of exhibit and then it got the attention of Dr. Dre. And so I ended up working, uh, at aftermath for five years, writing and like, just creating and you with, how, old? how old were you then? Oh man, I must have been what 27, 26, maybe. Okay, okay. I think okay. when I got to aftermath, maybe 26, 27, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Damn, what was that? 2014. So yeah, I think like 27, maybe 26, 27. Yeah, so around that area. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Um, working with Dre, I got a, a chance to, man, work with some of the legends, man. Work with Snoop Dogg. Right. Uh, have my, uh, what's cool is I'm like, I have my own song on a Dr. Dre album. The name of the joint is One Shot, One Kill, and it's John Connor featuring Snoop Dogg, which is so crazy because That's it's beautiful. like, you know, most people dream to be, to work with Dre or to even be featured yeah. on the album. It's like a super cool accomplishment. Like, damn, I got my own song on this dude album. So yeah. it was and, really and, cool. And with Snoop, I mean, yeah, yeah. Get no bigger than that. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, what I'm saying two two legends. Like, who get to say that that I I rhymed with Snoop Dogg on a Dr. Dre beat? You know, most people right. don't. Oh my you god, know what I'm yeah. saying most people don't get to say that. So it's cool. And uh, that was a uh, you know I got my first gold plaque because of that. I'm truly grateful for the time I spent at Aftermath, and I learned a lot. Like I really did. Yes. I learned how to just tap into that inner chi man when you feel like you all worn out or drained or exhausted you still got a little more that you could give so that's what i learned from being over there but it just it started from a young age my father was a musician my mother's a writer yes. so, so what did he do was he a writer or play an instrument what did he do yeah, so my dad, he played instruments. He played the guitar, drums, played in the uh, in the church. He plays the keys. So the music side of me came from my father. The writing side came from my mother. Like, she's actually uh -huh. writing a book now. So it's a... Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative so, family. That's yeah. amazing. But yeah, man, so I ended up at Aftermath, and it was cool. Like, working with Game and working with, um, with Snoop, working with... Like, so who was the most, I guess not special, but that you was like in the studio, it was like, oh my God, I'm here. I can't believe it. That awe moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is really my life. And, um, and it, for me, it was, you know, it wasn't so much a session that that happened with. It was, a, it was a, a, it was a meeting. It was a, I ended up at dinner with, with Dre, Jimmy Iovine and, and Jay-Z. And that's when I kind of looked around the table. Wow. And I was, yeah. And I kind of looked around the table like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> like, can I say, wait, can I say this something? This is my life? 
Yes, of say, course, of course. Oh, okay, yes, cool. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. no, it was funny. Here, I'll tell you that story since you asked, like, what was that moment where it's yes. like, damn, I'm kind of doing something, right? So I remember... Uh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's it funny to think about. Man, I remember Dre, like, we, we had went to dinner the night before, and that dinner was crazy because it was me, Dre, Jimmy, and Mary J. Blige, which was crazy. Super sweet woman. So... um yes. He asked me at that dinner, he was like, you ever met Jay before? And I said, Z? And then he was like, uh, <laughs> he, he was like, uh, he was right, like. Right, exactly. Like, right? I'm dude. like, man, Jay, who? Who are you talking So he like, uh, yeah. I'm like, nah. He was like, yeah, all right. So I, I knew what that meant because he had did that to me before when he first introduced me to Eminem. You ever met Marshall? I'm like, no. And then he was like, yeah, all right. So, you know what I'm saying? Then he introduced me to him. <laughs> That's so, too funny. So, so, so this moment that happened was crazy because the next day because i'm thinking dre was playing with me i'm like man i ain't going to eat with jay-z and dre and jimmy right. i'm like i'm like what what the what do i have to contribute to this conversation was what i was thinking at the time that's what that's the everything. way i was thinking well, right everything you. but but yes. at the time you know i'm so young exactly. and these are you know the dudes legendary. that you got legendary yeah. right so I just remember, man, getting that phone call, man, and um, <laughs> and the 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 dude at the front desk was uh, Mr. Freeman. Um, you your ride is here, so I'm like, oh shit, I'm really about to go to this dinner with Dre right. and Jay. <laughs> so when I get to the dinner, well, you thought they were gonna leave your ass, <laughs> yo. I'm, I thought he was playing. I'm thinking like, right. man, this sounds like some high power shit. Like they about to talk about some like space age shit at this dinner. So I'm like, I don't know. So, man, so we get there, and I'm gonna tell you the funny part about it. So, we I get there, and um, so it's uh, it's it's Dre and his wife at the time, uh, Nicole. It's uh, the general manager of Aftermath. There's Jimmy and his wife, and then there's two open seats right next to So it's to a me. real personal. Oh, it's yeah. not like a business. They got their wives there. Right. So, that's so, awesome. so now think if you're me, if you're young me and you've only yes. been in the game for like a year and a half to this extent, if you know Jay-Z coming, your mind is like, oh shit, Beyonce about to come. So now I have to try right. to get my mind right. <laughs> I'm like, now I already had to prepare my mind <laughs> to sit there with Hove and Dre and Jimmy if Beyonce comes sit down at this table, you're gonna I'm lose, lose your fucking I'm lose mind. My, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. So I went to the bathroom. I did uh -huh. the whole eight mile thing where I put the water on my face. <laughs> Not for Jay Z, but for, for Beyonce. For Beyonce, it, I think it was the combination of all of them together. Dre, Hope, you know, it was too much, right? Because I, at this point, like I said, I only been in the game to this extent for like a year. So oh, wow, um, okay. So, so brand new, right? Yeah, because I had, you know, I I never been starstruck before like that. I don't really get starstruck, but the fact of the matter is, like, with Jay Z, is like, if you came up in my era, if you were '80s baby and you grew up listening to hip hop in the '90s, you was influenced by Jay Z. So it's like everybody, everybody was right? right. So to an extent, it's like, damn, this the dude that kind of you pattern certain things that what you do That's from. Right. So anyway, right. man, we get there. Luckily for me, Beyonce was not there. No, Beyonce. Like, no, it was like luckily for me. Luckily, uh, what you gonna pass out? Yeah, I would have probably panicked. I would have tripped. Like you know what I'm saying? I could. I would have no. been able to look in that direction. But that was the moment for me at that dinner where it was cool. And I just remember Hove saying to me, uh, 
he gave me game too, sitting at that dinner table. Like it was funny when I hear certain people, they have like Jay-Z horror stories about like their first time eating hove. I was blessed that, you know, my encounter with Jay-Z was was a, a cool one where he just looked at me and uh basically told me that the world was in my hands and I it was on me whether I failed or succeeded. So it was like it was a beautiful thing and it was a pleasure meeting that dude. But that was probably the moment when I looked across from me and seen Jimmy Iovine. I looked to my right, seen Jay-Z. I looked to my left and seen Dr. Dre. I'm like, damn, maybe I did something right, man. Yeah. I mean, that's how talented you are. You, oh, that's thank God you. right there that placed you there. Thank you. Know, you. To show you like you are worthy. You know, you don't got to have their money or their fame. But you're at the table because of your talent, because of your spirit, because of your creativeness. You know Thank what I you. mean? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was an awe moment. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told that story uh, on ever. like any time yeah. ever. Like, it's so many, so many <laughs> stories I've never told. But yes, I share it with you because you already know how we do, man. Oh, thank you. So what are you doing now? You said you have artists. So what yes. do you have a record label? What, yes. What do you? Yes. So I've always wanted to be a Dre, be a J, be a L.A. Reid, be a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, be a Barry mm. Gordy. Like, that's always been yes. what I aspired to be. And, you know, being at Aftermath for five years and watching one of the most successful people to ever do it, being able to sit under that learning tree, I couldn't right. wait to apply that knowledge to myself and to my own company and be able to use everything that I learned to help people from my city and to, you know what I'm saying, put myself yes. in that type of position. So now I have my company, All Varsity Music Group, and man, we about to go stupid dumb. We just dropped a project excuse me um i think last week it's called delirium it's a tape where i'm just getting people ready for all of the new material that i'm coming with every two months we're about to start dropping music my project sos2 is coming in january then i'm working with a young artist by the name of ace cabana dude is super super talented and i got a chance to flex my production skills i produce like 90 percent of his album so oh, people wow. yes yeah, so people please let <laughs> Please listen to Ace's album because it also gets a chance to showcase me as a producer and him as just a, a dope artist. So it's a lot coming. So we launching the company in 2022, man. It should be super crazy. I love it. I love it. And the documentary. I remember two yes. years ago, you showing me clips of it. Yes. It's amazing. It's inspiring. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited that it's dropping next year, right? Absolutely. The Road to Legendary. So right now we're looking for a place to premiere that and find a home for it. And it's five parts long, but it's definitely coming uh, early this coming up year because it's going to accompany my album, SOS Part 2. So it's going to be the album and the documentary just to catch people up. Uh, on on everything that happened in my career, but then also people that just are finding out about me, just giving them my whole history and background. And thank you for those compliments, Glow. I appreciate it. Oh, of course, of course. If you can give like any advice of the things that you know, because we all make mistakes in this industry along our yeah. path, um, what would you say? It can have to be your biggest mistake that you say, "Damn, I wish I didn't do that." Do you have any moments of that mm. that you know you felt like? You shouldn't have done it or, you, or do you want to share that <laughs> uh let's see uh let me see i know uh, you gotta be careful but you know no, like no, no. I, i'm always be real um wish i didn't do that 
Yeah, or go that route, like, fuck, you know, I wasted my time or my energy or working with that particular person. Well, it's a lot you of know? those. Like, you know, <laughs> there's a, right. a lot of those where you do verses right. for people that should never come out or something like that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. um, man, you know, I, I, I dread to ever say that I wish I didn't do something because I do believe that everything you go through teaches right. you. It's a, it's a teachable moment that, yes, you know course. what I'm saying? Like, let me Bad see. Good, ugly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it all teaches you what to do next so that you don't make those same missteps. So what again. did you learn from one of those then? Um, those, uh, I would say I learned, <laughs> I learned, um, treat the business of the music business uh the same way you treat the creative part of the music business and sometimes it's hard for us as artists because we're creatives we don't like hearing numbers and contracts and da 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 we don't like oh i like that you love now, it see? I lo glow what i like that now you see? it's gotta if it it's gotta make sense okay if if i'm gonna do anything it's gotta fucking make sense if i'm see? putting my time and effort in something it has to make sense even back in the day same thing i was already a hustler and in these streets selling things, da da da, you know. So, you know, when I had my first deal with Cash Money, Ronnie Jerkins, mm -hmm. you know, Dark Child Entertainment, then I introduced Rodney to Baby, and then we combined them both together. Um, they didn't put out any of Rodney Jerkins, um, you know, artists. We were just a write off, sex <laughs> mm -hmm. write off. And you learn that in the industry. So you learn that, okay, am I just getting a signing little bonus or nothing mm -hmm. and just being a tax write off artist? Because you have to sign a certain amount of artists on your label yep. for tax write offs. You know, so I learned the business really quickly and I got books. I'm a reader, you know, I'm a nerd, mm -hmm. really. So I've learned management, I've learned this, I learned percentage wise, and I learned that I made more money by myself. <laughs> yep, that's a fact. Come on now. You preaching the gospel. I, like, I had road managers, yes, I would give percentage too, because you know I needed them, you know, handle the business, let them argue. I don't be the bad guy, let them be the bad guy. But yes. other than that, a lot of other stuff. I was like, I can handle, I can speak for myself. I'm not afraid. See, Let's go. Glow. Let's go. <laughs> glow. My my Sagittarius queen. I needed you. I needed yes. you. When I oh was my first, I would have barked. Girl, I, I'm telling you, because if okay, so if there's one thing, I just wish that part. I wish I would have took the business part as serious in the beginning because I didn't. I was the 100% music dude. Like, all I'm thinking about, all I'm focused on is the music. And that's cool. And, you know, you've got to make sure you got people you trust around you. But that's the one thing that I wish I would did different. Mm. And, girl, where was you? I needed you. <laughs> you should have called me. I was I, right there. I swear, man. I swear. I was right there. You should have asked. I didn't know, you know, how, you know, it's a lot of people don't talk about their financials or mm. who's managing them. Most artists, let me let this be known, most managers rob their artists Absolutely. most managers okay and it could be family members or your your high school person that you grew up it doesn't matter who you put in that position mm -hmm. um when it comes to money people get greedy Absolutely. Like my last situation, you know, I'm starting back to do music, right? Mm. I was working with these talented young brothers. Um, they're not actually brothers, but, you know, young men. Right. Um, creative, musically inclined, play different instruments. They had me singing and shit. I loved creating with them. Mm. Um, we were getting mics, you know, a bunch of mics, and we would all hear a melody, and we would come up with melodies and be very creative. I love creating with them. But when we discussed business beforehand, but I should have wrote it everything down instead of verbally, I trusted them. We were creating. When we were about to put these songs that we did, the contract, 
that these guys gave me. I looked at them and said, do you, uh, do you know I'm not stupid, right? And I read, right? I don't even mm. have to have anybody look over this. I felt insulted. I felt betrayed because I created a friendship, you know, a bond. And I said, this is why you're not succeeding because you're fucking other people or trying mm. to fuck other people. And you're wondering why you're not growing as a label or as artists or as individual creators, as writers or producers. You're trying to fuck the people that are trying to help you grow. Man, yeah, fuck you. That's you know, a fact. I wish, them, I wish them, you know, success, but doing business like that, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that do fuck people and do succeed, but I don't want to succeed stepping on other people. Come on now. Yeah, I'm not gonna work for free. I don't care to be famous. I need to. I wanna. Let's get this paper. Let's get you know the money I mean? right. Right. You can't. You can't feed the kids with famous. You know what I'm saying? Like no. Me, you know, if famous translates into getting a check and feeding my family, then I whatever. But you know what I'm saying? You gotta have limits, though. Lim. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. I had things on the table that I could be famous of, but I chose not to. You Amen. know. Um, yeah. I'm at a point in my age and, and and where i'm at in life that certain things i just wouldn't do or wouldn't say or mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm in a different mindset and different place in my heart in my life you know mm-hmm. you have to grow a don't lot of people, you yes oh my god like people keep saying why do a reality show because they won't let me be me right <laughs> yes <laughs> let me be me if you yeah, let me be me let's now. go but I mean, they're scripted, scripted boyfriends, script yep. this, hate this chick, say this. That I'm like, oh, that's not me. I'm not going to tell that to that girl. I don't even know her. But you got to act like you know her or you mm-hmm. have some type of history. I, I, I got to keep it real. I'd rather if they let me be me, I would do it. You know but, what? Yeah, you you said it. Amen. You you said something ill. It's like. You know, you got to figure out what success is to you. And success Mm. is different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You can't compare your life to everybody else's life and think that you failed or succeeded based off of what somebody else is doing. For me, success is peace of mind. Being able to make music, feed my family, and still have a smile on my face and still have my family be able to look at me and know who I am and me be able to look in the mirror and still recognize the person that's in the mirror. That's success to me. You know what I'm saying? For for other people, it might be the uh, material things. For other people... You know, success is different for everybody. So you said something super duper important, like, you know, don't sell your soul for this idea of what success is. You have to identify what success is to you prior to getting into the business or whatever it is you're doing so that you don't lose yourself chasing a, a ghost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. One next one. One. Well, two more questions, actually. Yeah, absolutely. One, in this industry, you know, a lot of things are hush hush, you know, um, you know, a lot of things we can't say because of backlash because we're still in the industry. Right. And you just got to be careful. Maintaining um, relationships. <laughs> maintaining relationships. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of hatred and a lot of blackballing. I mean, a few people try to blackball me in this industry, mm. you know, because uh, I didn't do what they say or fall suit, you know, fall in line, as they say. Mm. You know, what's something that you would, as a new artist, as these young youth, that they're falling in line, you know, wearing dresses, wearing makeup, painting their nails, even though that's not who they are inside. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls are the same way, wearing the same outfits, you know, wrapping the same things, um, you know, just falling suit of what they're told to do. Um, they're not being creative and being who they are. What, what kind of advice would you give them? To be, as a creator, you know, as, as an artist, as a writer, you know, what, what, what um, advice would you give them? 
I would the advice I would give them, and you know, they could take it or leave it because we always right. young and hard headed before. Right. But um, I would tell them that what's meant for you is for you. You know, nobody can give you that or take that from you. So for somebody to say that you have to not be yourself um, in order to get this certain amount of money is false. You know, in the music business, sometimes they say, like, there's another one of you walking into this office every 15 minutes. That's a yes, lie. It's not. You know, that. you know what I'm saying? It's not. There's, a, there's only one of you. There's only one of you. You are human creativity is the most valuable natural resource because it's a one of one. Nobody thinks like Gloria Velez. Nobody thinks like John Connor. Nobody thinks like you. So it's like what's for you is for you. And if you stay yourself, then the gifts, the material things, the love, the success that you're seeking is going to come for you because you're going to draw it to you. It's not for another man to bring it to you. And maybe, and maybe not the way you visualize it. Yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. God has other plans. Come you on, know? come on. Yeah, now. so and you know, people visualize famous being acknowledged on social media or having a certain amount of views or a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of money. That that's not that's not happiness. That doesn't equal to like you said, success. Exactly. So we have to change our state of mind of what we've been taught in this industry, exactly. in this social media. You know frenzy you know yes. that we're all accustomed to that we feel like we have to look a certain way i have to get this big butt because it gets me more likes or I, have, <laughs> right. I have to you know make my lips bigger because you know that's what's in no no yeah. they're not gonna tell me what to do or what's the the, the image of beauty i feel Absolutely. beautiful my lips are thin you know what i'm saying my butt yes. is average you know i want a bigger i'm squatting you know? come on girl you better say that <laughs> talk that talk girl i'm serious you know yes. um you gotta love yourself we have to learn to love who we are and how we are you know no matter your sexual preference we don't have to change our outer being to be accepted Absolutely. we gotta stop that we're too, putting too much infamous like too much attention on what we look like instead of our inside how do Absolutely. we feel how we are as a person i keep i want to drill that into people because we're such a, a era now of what we see and only what we see you know we're not listening we're not feeling we're not communicating we're not spiritually connecting you know absolutely we, we need that we need that if we're a creative artist we need to be different it's okay to Come be on. different it's okay to look different sexiness is Reeks in all flavors and Come forms and shapes and Absolutely. sizes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you you telling the truth. Like when I used to watch yeah. TV as a kid, like uh, okay, sexy was Lauren Hill in her own way. Oh, Se yes. Sexy, yeah. sexy was you in your own Thank way. You. Sexy was, you know, what I'm saying, just all these different actors and actresses. Nia Long, yes, every, every complexion, you know, every, every complexion. Size, yes, one size, two size. You know, size six, size ten, size twelve. It doesn't matter what this size. You ooze the sex appeal. Yes. from your your inside out you know the your smile your glow your confidence your absolutely aura. has absolutely. nothing to do with what size your butt is you know not at all how small your waist is because we all look at like beauty in, is in the eye of the beholder so all all people aren't attracted to the same things we're all attracted right. to different things so maybe it was a guy or maybe it was a, a fan base of people who were attracted to you the way you looked originally but then you went out of your way to change that and now you totally disconnected connected from that group of people that would have loved you for you you know what i'm saying right. so now you're right. trying to keep up with being somebody else and 
I think you're 100 percent right. It's like um, there's been times in my life where I had all the material shit that I thought I wanted and was still miserable. So it's like yeah. you have to, you know, you know, after a while, stuff money don't buy happiness it buys stuff and stuff gets old right. like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you feel me like you'll just have a bunch of shit that you look at one day and be like oh yeah it's over there like you know what i'm saying like i don't even care right. about it so it's like you know inner peace just always remember no matter what field you in whether it's music movies film whether you're a doctor lawyer whatever you're playing that game and it's the game at your professional whatever but we still in the spiritual game the game of life Amen. the game you know what i'm saying like that that yes. that you know trumps everything is that we have to yes. remember that after this existence right here, we going somewhere else. So, you know, learn those lessons of morality in whatever field you in, but don't forget that that's what this is. This all is just a lesson of morality and doing that's the right, right thing and finding peace in yourself. You feel me? Oh my God, that was beautifully said. Oh I love man, it. thank you. Thank no, no, no. You let you let me into that. So Queen, we mm. both did our part. Man. Yes, we did. We didn't. Um, that's what I wanted my podcast to just glow to give inspirational talks and you know stories about our life. You know things that we've learned from, and hopefully you can learn from as well. You know, um, just give people great energy and um, hopefully lessons. You know, absolutely. Um, we, I just want to thank you, John, for coming oh, on my podcast. I I oh, love man. you. Anytime. I love you more. <laughs> I love you with my whole heart, man. You already Same know. here. Y'all go check him out. He drops an album next year. He, he got he got artists. Um, I'm going to down below and put where you can reach his music and his artists and his label. Because, you know, I know you're looking for a new artist as well. Come on. And we have to. I'm going to say this now live because I'm going to get you. We have to do a song together. Oh, it's on. It's on. Come we, on. We've been Say talking about. We just haven't done it yet. We just have our paths haven't crossed music wise, but it's happening. Now. It's on. It's, it's, gonna in, it's in stone. It's in stone. <laughs> yeah. Y'all seen it. Y'all heard it here first. It's on. It's gonna be great. And um, just want to thank you. And don't forget to just glow. Thank you for listening. Just glow podcast is your host Gloria Velez and my special guest John Connor. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Thanks. <laughs>